You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hattenmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today we're going to tread a little bit of Zark territory, and I have a description of a particular heinous crime coming up, and I'll let you know what's coming in case you happen to have younger ears around when you do. But primarily, the theme we're working with today is the illogic, the disutility of uh, trying to understand why predators, perpetrators, do what they do and why it's not necessary at all. Matter of fact, it probably gets in their way. It's more of a hindrance when we're trying to uh, protect ourselves and uh, those loved ones. Uh, let's go ahead and knock out some of the most unpleasant bits of it here. We're going to be just, uh, be real quick. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, John Lawrence Miller, who at the age of 15, he beat to death 22-month-old Laura Wetzel while she lay sleeping in her crib. You get that in mind. This is a 15-year-old man, not a minor in my mind, He's 15 years old, knew what he was doing. Beat to death a 22-month-old child. Miller, when asked why he killed the child, because we always ask why, we want motives, said, I wanted to know how it would feel. I'm sorry about it now, of course, unquote. Now, you're sorry you got caught, I'd have to say to that. Uh, Miller was convicted, uh, rehabilitated, that's the scare quotes, and released after 17 years. Upon returning home, he shot and killed both of his parents. So let's see how well that rehabilitation took. It's very hard not to you know, lapse into profanity whenever we hear such things, because I'm sure we're all just absolutely... Uh, it's it's just gobstopping how 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 much uh, <laughs> justice is is not quite uh, justice and uh, anyway let's go on the main thing we want to get all, uh, understand here is what we're talking about when we ask those questions when we ask him why did he do that and we all do these things all the time we ask people everything well why did you do that on vacation why did you do that why did you you know <laughs> this and that we, we want to know that's just a common human question so there's there's not a problem with being inquisitive it's just it gets in the way whenever we try to make uh, understand something that's uh, it behaves on the extremes for us asking miller why he did what he did is understandable we want to understand how or why a human being could commit such an atrocity we hope that by understanding the hows and whys of such behavior, we can somehow perhaps fix or cure such inclinations. Well, clearly that rehabilitation didn't take. Now, while these aspirations are noble in the ideal, they are worthless and perhaps even a hindrance to your own personal goal of taking yourself off of a predator's menu. Now, see, now prosecutors, because of the dictates of the law, need to, they have to establish motive. I mean, that's just the games, the rules of that particular game. It's just the rules how it goes. Keep in mind that motive in the judicial process is bandied about in the after-the-fact discourse and is of zero value at the time of the criminal act. Now, books, true crime and fictional crime and TV, both documentary and fictional crime, are equally obsessed with motive. We seem to think by, that by establishing some sort of crypto-factual Freudian undercurrent of criminal personality or psycho-stimulus-triggering event, we can wrap our minds around why a given act was committed. We seem to be thinking that this is some sort of cause and effect or a quirk or a, 
uh, a problem. If we understand that, we can go back in time or take future people who behave in similar ways before the crime, you know, tweak that a little bit, as you might see in the Steven Spielberg film Minority Reports, and boom, everything's fixed, and that's good to go. Now, we have to recall, though, if we're asking a question of negative, we have to do, always do the flip side. We have to 180 it. We have to ask the other side. How often do you ask about good behavior? Because I, we're assuming if there is a motive that would somehow absolve what was occurring. If we asked John Lawrence Miller why he did it, and he said, uh, she's, this young child was making fun of me. Uh, she threatened me. I mean, what could he have said in his motive that would have justified such behavior? The motive is really just, it's meaningless. Uh, intentions are meaningless. All that matters are results. And if we think that we can really go back in time and, you know, like get a socket wrench out on his cerebellum and, you know, you know, tweak things and everything's going to be OK or future possible predators, that's going to be OK. It's, it's just not. We don't behave that way again with the good whenever. Uh, but we do use such things to absolve ourselves in small ways. How often have you heard someone said, oh, I'm having a bad. I'm sorry I snapped at you. Uh, I was hungry or I yeah, yeah, that, that way. That's how I was raised. We, we throw out all these sorts of things without these are non-apologies or trying to let absolve oneself, let someone off the hook. I got a little hangry and that's why I was the way it was. Rather than jumping right to saying I was unpleasant, I behaved poorly, I, 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 I did wrong. Let me fix it. Let me make it up to you. And yet we never use such uh, language whenever we're discussing our good acts. So, for example, if I was uh, kind and good to someone, uh, uh, I don't absolve myself of the responsibility of saying I was a good person by saying, well, it's how I was raised or uh, I have a gene that makes me that way. My brain chemistry is that way. No, we often use excusing language, motive language to uh, absolve ourselves of responsibility, but we definitely want to eat all the benefits when we've done something good. So you can't have it both ways. If you want excuses to get yourself off the hook, uh, then you're also not responsible for your good behavior. So I don't have to thank you for that kind gift you gave me at the same time you say, well, I was bad because I was in a bad mood. No go. We're either responsible for it all or we're responsible for none of it. And uh, at this point, you're probably thinking you're not a puppet. You realize you're a grown ass man and woman and you know how to take care of things and accept responsibility and eat the consequences, both the good and the bad. When we give this too much weight to motive, uh, way too much by my way of thinking, we are being hypocritical. We seldom see people taking the, uh, seeking the hidden motives behind kind and or generous acts. When wealthy individuals such as Bill Gates or Warren Buffett decide to bequeath or utilize much of their wealth in the pursuit of good works, we do not see a huge amount of media time given to parsing the whys of this generosity. We just see this uh, simple reportage of the acts themselves. When we hear of lesser crimes, so-and-so cheated on so-and-so spouse, we want to know why they did it, and yet we don't seem to be just as obsessed with why people choose not to cheat or behave in non-aberrant ways. Okay, If we want to know motive, we would not know both sides of it. So perhaps it's not nearly as important as we think. And when we someone's behaving in an outlier behavior, that's strange. When we say that someone, well, he was obsessive with this. I mean, he was obsessed with true crime and so on. Well, a lot of people are obsessed with true crime, but they don't go on and do, you know, horrible acts. Uh, uh, obsessive behavior could be someone preparing to be a swimmer, putting in a 90-minute drive both ways at 4 o'clock in the morning to put in laps in the pool. That is seemingly obsessive, but we don't all of a sudden you know, take, uh, call this something pathological. We call it discipline. So whenever someone might have discipline for evil acts, it's really it's of a kin. It's just someone doing exactly what they want to do. So the motive is often just that, because they want to. 
Now, often people point to bad upbringings as if this background is a driving explanatory cause, but this does disservice to all who have been through troubled childhoods or perilous situations and come out on the other side, well, better. There's, uh, we often hear of post-traumatic uh, uh, syndrome, but there's post-traumatic growth syndrome as well. Many people encounter things and come out on the good side. That's what weight training does. That's what physical training is. You put your body through stressors and you come out on the other side to strengthen it. That's often what we do whenever we're trying to do something different. We push ourselves above and beyond. So really, there's far more growth that comes out of things than there is the, this is the post-traumatic stress syndrome. Now, if this were really true that we know that Poor backgrounds, uh, particularly in young, uh, young age and childhood, definitely create these bad individuals. Well, all we'd have to do is look at a population where we know for a fact that every child who survived a bad situation, they would definitely go into, uh, we know we're going to see felonious behavior. Well, where could we have a, co a population, a captive population, where we know the children were put through horrible conditions, and did we see this commensurate rise of uh, felonious behavior afterwards? Well, let's think about all the children who survived and were uh, released from the Nazi concentration camps. Now, surely that is a terrible upbringing, and yet after that, what were the? How many? What was the? Was there an uptick in future felonies? Surely it would have emerged in this set of Holocaust survivors, and yet. Nada. That just simply did not happen. So personal responsibility and choice is in there. And I suggest to you that the motive in all instances of behavior, both good and bad, criminal and law-abiding, is people do what they do because they want to. No ifs, ands, or buts. I understand the urge to understand why a deviant act has occurred, thinking it might be helpful to possess such knowledge, but the answers always seem to come down to Miller's answer. Predators do what they do because they want to. They want your property. They want control. They want whatever they want. I wanted to bring your attention to this because I want a behavior because there are more than a few predator profiles that we discuss sometimes in their podcast and some of our other works that reveal an assault victim given to non-action. That is uh, the us, we, the prey animal, falling backward, relapsing into trying to understand what's going on. Well, understanding another's motives is fine in everyday social or business interactions, even though it all boils down to because they want to. But because you have no time for such musings at these particular times, anything that puts the brakes on your immediate physical reactions to save your life or that of another is anathema. So people, whether good or bad, do what they do because they want to. Period. So skip the analysis and move to action. Well, thanks for your time, crew. Sorry for that one to be such a bummer, but sometimes we got to realize we got to take some of this analysis. Unless you're a prosecutor, you don't really need to understand what a motive is so much as just examine the act and that's it. And also realize that there is no tinkering around that's going to alter the act. We have to deal with the facts of the matter, the rubber meets the road, what's going on at that particular moment. There is no excuse for the poor behavior. It just is. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages if you like musics. Mm -hmm.